we're back. That's we're it. back. I've missed. I. I. Yep. Yep. Sometimes I can think of something to say when I when I hit the record button, but that time it didn't. It didn't happen. I'm not, can you? I'm can, not can gonna you lie. Me? I didn't. Can you help me? I, I didn't know we were starting the podcast. <laughs> hold on. Let me let me just roll up. Hold on. G- 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 give me a second. <clears throat> oh boy, Mondays. Am I right? Oh man, I got. That's this. much better. That's a much better opening. Do the Garfield. I hate Mondays. <laughs> Yeah. John, I hate Mondays. John, where's my lasagna, John? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I can try again. <clears throat> no, leave that one in. Boy. We're rolling. It's already done. <laughs> I, I'm i going to. I sure do have a pimple in the middle of my forehead. Look at it. The whole episode's <laughs> right right there tune into the video mm. version on youtube just just youtube side poll you can hang out with the people in the youtube comments who say that they like watching the youtube video which after i called them out was a lot of people last week so congrats i'm proving me wrong um people like being talked about and responding <laughs> they're like they're like ah that's me i'm going to prove him wrong right now i'm like ah cool like i, I appreciate the engagement gives good for the numbers um anywho how was your week <laughs> Uh, my week was good. My week has been very chill. I've been doing absolutely jack diddly squat uh, since I came back from uh, Romania. Uh, mostly because I'm just like, you know, fuck doing anything else. <laughs> sounds so like a good thing. I, I think I spent the entire week uh, playing Dota and streaming and watching the CSGO Major actually is uh one of the things that i was doing more of for sure i know you were watching the csgo major because the amount of dms that i got from you uh, in regards to man you're gonna think this production snafu's funny huh was like a half dozen which is which is more than we normally communicate about esports events so (laughs) it was a lot the uh it's uh we talked about this last time on the podcast some of the uh csgo uh, major issues that uh, PGL was having, but ultimately they uh, they I don't think really had any problems the last two days, you know. And that's uh, that's what uh, esports is all about. As long as the finals is good, uh, you know, who who cares? Exactly. And the finals, by most accounts, was pretty good. I it's it's fun to see. I was happy to see Simple finally win a championship. Ah, storylines. Um, I wonder what percent of of the audience uh, crosses over with any amount of interest in Counter Strike because I know that like the Venn diagram with like Dota and Counter Strike is actually like a wee bit bigger than Dota and other esports. Um, so I imagine there's probably a percentage of people who would be like, "Man, I got Counter Strike opinions. I like that game. I played that game." But I'm assuming that the majority of people want me to shut the fuck up. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, I, I think um, in my Discord, which is also the Signpole pa- Podcast Discord, which you can uh, go ahead and join in the link below on uh, on YouTube. Uh, if it's on Spotify, just come into my Twitch channel and do uh, exclamation point Discord. Promo, promo, Join promo, the promo. Discord. And uh, because we were actually having a lot of conversations about the, uh, the CSGO Major. So... Uh, I, I think there are actually a fair number of people who uh, who actually uh, watch CSGO. Honestly, like esports in general, uh, if you're just an esports fan, you probably have watched some CSGO. In my opinion, it's it's like um, it is the greatest esport with the greatest broad appeal. Uh, Dota obviously is the greatest esport, but obviously we do not appeal to the general audience because you watch what's on the screen and there's a bunch of wizards and talking trees and there's flashing lights everywhere and big explosions and you don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, whereas CS:GO, you're you you can it's pretty intuitive, you know. Uh, bang bang, guy shot other guy in head, very good. Uh, so yeah. I can I still uh, make the case when, when when I think about that, I I really also put Street Fighter up there with like with like Counter Strike because I I think that there's a good case to be made for each of them. I personally 
have a preference and think the Counter Strike is the best, but it's it's so easy to show anybody a good Street Fighter match, and they just understand what's going on. It is like the lowest common denominator greatness of esports. Can we pause real quick? Hold on. Okay. I can never do what that person does. I can never. <laughs> I can hear that? Never, ever, ever do what that person does. I don't know how or if I'm going to edit that together. I'm not going to include what just happened. I guess I could say that you were just solicited for signatures and it came through. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to talk about it. I'll, I'll talk about what just happened. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Uh, Street Fighter. Phenomenal. Let's get to this real quick. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I I could never door knock, first and foremost. Second, I could never be that, like, aggressive. You, you My yes. understanding of what just happened is you just got door knocked in your apartment <laughs> building, which is, like, yes. in, in a residential area. That, that, yeah. That's weird already. That, that That is absurd, I think. Like, it's generally, like, not a solicity area for two different things that people are collecting signatures for. And you yes. were very polite. Uh, I, I was. Um... The, but I was also a little vindictive. I was also a little vindictive, right? Because the thing is, is he he knocked and then or he rang the doorbell and then he knocked and then I heard him call my uh, say my name, and I and I was just like, all right, this is over the top, um, and so I was actually kind of mad. Uh, I thought it was actually package delivery uh, that I needed to sign for, and so when How I realized you know it wasn't did a you know the person? delivery. Did you know the person? No. How do they know no, your I name? Did not. I have no idea. Uh, pro- probably because I have donated to uh, certain causes, and so my name is probably out there on a registry somewhere. So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> that motherfucker. Um, so, here's how it goes. I think it's a package delivery that needs my signature. I realize it's not. I get mad. He starts soliciting me for a signature for a good cause. I get less mad. I'm like, okay, he's he's just, you know, one of those, like, door worker guys who's trying to get uh, signatures for uh, certain things. And I, I say no to the first one because I'm addictive. I was just <laughs> like, he starts trying to explain it. It's something about a hotel coming into my area and affordable housing or something like that. But but it's it's going to need a big, long spiel. And I'm like, no. And then he's like, well, I've got this other one that we're trying to raise minimum wage. And I was like, I'll sign that one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was like, all right, good cause. But I'm also going to be vindictive at the same time. I I don't know why. (laughs) I I was hoping for you to go, excuse me, sir. I'm recording a podcast right now. (laughs) I always tell people I'm in a meeting. Whenever I'm streaming or uh, the very rare times, we record this late. So... Uh, it's very rare that anybody interrupts uh, us recording yeah. the podcast. DoorDash, I maybe. Always, yeah, I always say I'm in a meeting, uh, you know, because uh, it's it's way more grown-up sounding uh, than whatever the hell uh, a podcast is, you know? <laughs> God. I, I, I went on a date a couple weeks ago, and I, and I ended up roundabout talking about that I have a couple podcasts and I and I hate that I was like baited into that question. Oh, I was like baited wow. how, how into the question. How did you get baited into that question, Joey? How did you get baited into that? Because this lovely female did her due diligence and uh just googled my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like I was doing an interview. I felt like I was doing an interview. They're like, so, uh, what, like, you do... So, like, I know about games, and my brother plays League of Legends, so, like, I've heard about Dota. But, like... Uh-huh. But, like... So, you do, like, a Dota podcast, and it has, it has like, a lot of reviews on Apple. So, are you, like... Oh. Are, are, are you, like, like, I, like, a, like, a celebrity? Like, are you good at talking? And I'm, like... I, I'm... <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I would hope that our conversation would lead you on to the point that one, not a celebrity, two, 
decent at talking, but generally bad at talking. And three, like, no one wants to talk about how they have a video game podcast on a first date. Like, like you are, are judging me. I, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. But, like, you are you, you have thoughts in your head right now that, like, I'm, I don't want, like, that, that, that's like fourth date conversation. That, that's like this person I have, I have a feel of. But 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 I, I I got quizzed on side pull first date. You you know you know she's gonna end up if you go on a second date oh. she will check out this episode of the podcast for a hundred percent she'll check she's gonna check out the podcast and see what you're like and she's gonna see whether or not she likes the podcast and like mm. you know it's a good tell of like your sense of humor and things like that and uh, that that's happening now so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. There, there's a non-zero chance this is get published, and they're going to listen to it. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, how did the date go? Maybe I should edit that. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, what are you, you're going to talk about your life. What you, was she, she expecting? Anything different? It was. It, it was fine. It was fine. Okay. It, it, it was fine. There was a better conversation than I've had on other dates, which is important to me because I think that regardless of a, a lot of general traits, something that I'm interested in spending time with is somebody who can like just have good conversations. Um, okay. And that, that's that, that sounds so, I, I heard those words come out of my mouth and I went, Joey, you basic motherfucker. That sounds so, that sounds so milk I just toast. want somebody I can uh, talk to and laugh with. You yes, know? yes, thank I you. I also like walks on the beach. <laughs> I like someone who's just going to like understand me and like knows like what's going on. Uh, no, like, like, like I, I would say above average conversation. Like, like if, if the median's a five, it was like seven or eight. So, uh, so, so, so that, that is a, that, that's a, that's a check mark positive in in my book okay so possible uh second date in the future where you're gonna talk about the fact that you did a podcast episode where you talked about your date <laughs> yeah i'll have to really be calculated about that one the longer i wait the harder it'll be to find it and it'll have to take more effort to find it so maybe i'll just yeah. delay uh, de delay a couple weeks we can definitely move past that before i really <laughs> shove my foot in my mouth anymore um what was I going to talk about? I don't like uh, uh, rosters, uh, major, uh, Dota. Uh, rocks, uh, rosters are all bullshit. So all right. You, if you guys are interested in Dota stuff right now, you want to fiend some uh, some like roster drama, you can go ahead and check out Dan has a new podcast that he's doing that is specifically for roster drama. Um, I haven't checked it out, but I'm sure it's good. Dan's podcasts are always good. I, I agree. I, I was thinking about this actually before we started. Uh, I, I was thinking about why. So, so there's probably some people who are interested in our opinion on some of that stuff. But my but my gut feeling is much similar to what you just said. Of like, there's probably other people talking about rosters in better ways that are more exciting and like more analytical than us being buffoons with each other. So like. I we also we also have inside knowledge so like oh. I can't do a, a podcast about like roster stuff because there's constant landmines everywhere because uh, because I'm not going to be that guy if I was a journalist sure I would be that guy I'd waz it up you know and I'd be on Twitter dropping every single roster that I know but uh, you know I can't so uh, until the rosters are mostly out and public um as of right now we literally just have like the most recent news with that Samael and Saksa are not going to be on OG so it's looking like OG is uh pretty lackluster on players right now they're really missing a lot of people um there's a lot of rumors going on which I'm not going to comment on because again landmines so it's uh you know hopefully next week we'll actually get some some uh confirmation on what rosters are and that'll be super hype but if until I had to that guess, point in time, if yeah. I had to guess, I would say that you and I are probably two weeks out from having a like 
interesting conversation about some of the changes but until then i'm in a similar situation as you where like i know stuff and i don't want to be the person who's like you know i know that dan knows stuff he's trying really hard to not leak stuff dan claims to know what the team liquid roster is and i'm confident he doesn't and if you're listening to this dan (laughs) if you're listening to this dan i know you don't um so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw that out there i'm just gonna throw that out there i i I see you talking in discord that you knew who the roster is um the uh no no the the i th- i think the liquid roster has been kept uh pretty well secret uh um, no one knows and, no one knows who is leaving and, no one uh, but, all, all but, we know is actually talked people. about this while we were streaming he 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 did intentionally uh leak false information to find potential leaks so you know he he's real he's real careful with that mm-hmm. so the uh, remember when Dendy did that? Dendy leaked uh, like he would the it was I think it was maybe before bait, and he leaked that he was going to like three different organizations, and like one of the leaks went through, and now he knows like one of his friends couldn't be trusted, <laughs> and he tweeted out about that. Dude, that Dendy's so fucking good, man. Uh, I only wish he was he was actually good in Dota. It, you know he's so good for the Dota scene, but he's just not the same player he once was. It's sad. It's important to have ambassadors. Like I love, yeah, I'm, I'm sure absolutely. that having Dendi on that broadcast for the CIS scene is is, is phenomenal, right? Like, yeah, awesome, yeah, awesome. Um, and he's an amazing human being. He's like the kind of person you want to be an ambassador because you're you're proud of him representing like you in some way. It's uh, it's great. I, I love Dendy. I love all my interactions with him. Much like so. how I'm so proud of Zyla representing Team Liquid. <laughs> Roster conversation <laughs> over. Um, <laughs> yeah, Li- Liquid has six players right now. Very interesting. <laughs> it's pretty dank. It's pretty dank if you ask me. Um, yeah, so they did, they did with Dota, yeah. What, what else? Instead of talking Dota, we can... Uh, well, okay, we can talk about Pub Dota. Uh, Marcy's a piece of shit. Still? I fucking hate that hero. Still. Oh, God, she's so fucking obnoxious she's so strong uh that okay end of pub conversation we already had that conversation last week i don't know what else to say about it like she's just she needs to get nerfed again please okay you know what you know what's interesting you know what's mm-hmm. interesting you 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 said something that kind of like perked my interest earlier about uh how uh journalists journalists in air quotes like are, are part of their job is to like talk about and leak rosters and create news and stir dramas uh-huh yeah boys boy have i learned is that crazy in the league of legends world holy oh, yeah holy moly there's people whose entire careers are based on like their connections and what information they're leaking about what, what rosters and it is brutal i i i have i have never realized like uh, what is the opposite of airtight because that is that is what League of Legends like roster shuffles are. I feel like there's there, there, there's nothing that's kept secret. It's, it's just people like muckraking and slinging dirt. And in comparison, a lot of people don't know what's going on with Dota teams. Also, a lot of stuff I don't think settled. But like the the League world is just it is so night and day that it's interesting for me to look at it from like a insider ish perspective and compare them one to one. Yeah, the uh, the leaks that happen in League of Legends are like professional uh, journalists who their job is to to create articles that draw attention. Uh, the leaks in Dota are like high level pro players uh, who go on an anonymous fucking Reddit and and just leak information for karma. <laughs> I don't know why the I don't why why don't these guys just you can actually profit from these leaks that you if you know a team you can actually you know sell this information to news sites to generate clicks like you could do that Mm -hmm. but instead you just do it for free for reddit karma on an anonymous account (laughs) i don't understand the point i don't know man I I I would I wonder stop feeling important and start getting paid, dog. <laughs> I wonder if part of it from a, like a pro player's perspective is if like there there's bad acting involved like you're intentionally trying to sabotage people or or like increase your own fortunes by being a little leaky boy. 
Or if they're just people who just know. like to be hype beasts and drama fiends. I don't. I honestly don't think Dota players are good at negotiating enough to to think of something that political. <laughs> I think Dota players are like single-mindedly focused on winning TI, and there is very few Dota players who think uh, otherwise. You know, like uh, I think there are a lot of teams, uh, a lot of players who would take a really shit salary for a better chance at winning TI, and of course you would, right? Like, why wouldn't you? It, like TI is is literally life changing. Like if you increase your odds by ten percent of being able to to make millions of dollars, uh, you'll take a, a shitty salary all day. You know, it's uh, it, it's just you gotta believe TI does the landscape. Yeah. You gotta believe in yourself for that. Like there there has to be a lot of self confidence because I'm sure yeah. that the other end of the spectrum does exist where people are more comfortable with the security of a higher salary and less interested in like, you know, first place TI like, like both ends of that spectrum has that to exist. I think that exists, but I think that it, uh, is something that for the most part, because it, because if you valued that that much, would you really be a pro Dota two gamer? Right. I, I, I feel like they, they, there are very few people who go into professional Dota two playing uh, and value consistency and stability in their lives. You know, I, I think maybe some of them uh, grow older and develop that and mature in that regard um, and place more value in the stability and consistency as they age. Um, but I, I, I think for it's very, very few people um, that I can think of that I would look at uh, that, that I have a read of and say like, Oh, that person actually value it, that person's not necessarily working to like all in win TI, but they're actually trying to build something for their life. You know? Okay. Uh, pointless, stupid thought experiment. You take, uh-huh. you take every player who played in the DPC last year, you anonymously ask them if if they play Dota f- because it is fun and they love Dota or because they have grandeur of of TI. What what's the percentage breakdown of the answers? They they have to pick one. They have to pick one. They, they, can they, I they, can I throw a third answer in there? That that makes the math harder, but but sure. I'm nothing addiction. matters. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of fun, can we say addiction? Yeah. Not all, yeah. not all addictions are fun. I would argue most no. addictions aren't fun. Yeah, yeah. I think Dota is probably uh, a slightly more fun addiction. Um, I, 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 but I, I do think uh, it's a very fun addiction for those guys who are getting paid for it. You know, not so fun when you're tier two, tier three, and you're still trying to grind it out and still have a, a dream of making it to TI and stuff like that. Uh, and the years are going by and you don't have a whole lot in your savings account or you, you do have a whole lot in your savings account, but that number is getting smaller, right? Maybe you had a big win at one point in time. Maybe you banked a few hundred thousand dollars, you know, but, but now you're 30 Four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now you're, now you're getting up, getting closer to 30 and you're like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do for the next 40 years? Yep. Yeah. And I think there there are some pro players who just uh, naturally turn to talent as a result, but don't necessarily have the passion for it. It's just kind of like one of those things where like, well, I guess, I mean, that's, that's next, right? I've developed these Dota pro playing skills where like, what, what value is there in them if I'm not actually playing Dota? Coaching and talent. It's kind of it. Maybe there's some side uh, on the the esports like team organization or something like that. Maybe there's a spot for you there as maybe a manager, maybe like more like a, a higher up that helps like put players together for a team in the first place. But it's very very few positions, I would say. Yeah, I, I I'm always interested in in esport athlete exit strategy. But I mean, I guess you know that's the same thing. It's like I'm I'm also morbidly interested in like nfl player exit strategy because oh yeah especially the 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 workhorses of like nfl who aren't necessarily getting paid like like the the millions you know yeah the the the, you know they're they're just getting paid several hundred thousand uh but they've only got like a two or three year lifespan or something you know it's uh 
Got to be careful. Got to be careful with that money. Got to invest. <laughs> Not throw away all your money on a shit coin. I'm doing fine. I got, all right. I got to talk about this. I got to fucking talk about this. Did you know? All right. I, I, I like Siori a lot. All right. I think he is a very interesting character. I value people who are, uh, for lack of another word, uh, like weird, eccentric, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that like they, those kind of people, I like having them in my life. I think they spice things up quite a bit. Um, so I, I uh, appreciate Andrew's friendship for that. Uh, and I, I actually did not, uh, I did not uh really feel too many mocking sentiments when he went over to axie and crypto uh that that whole thing um you know like he believes in it um and it seems like it's doing well um you know good for him uh <laughs> but this one i'm sorry Zior. this one is a step too fucking far his dreadlock nft Bro, what is that? <laughs> I mean, he's I, he's selling them, and he's getting. I think they all sell for uh, have been selling for a minimum of one F, uh, which I think all of them are probably sold for that, because um, there's not a whole lot of people. But I think he sold like five of them. If you haven't checked it out, go check out Siori's Twitter. Uh, he will have retweeted somebody who has bought one, and you can check out the NFT. The Dude, the the gift, the image. It's, Are you buying it's a single dread? Disgusting. It's so you're buying a single dread. Wait, 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 wait. You haven't seen this? Let me get your live reaction to this. All right. Click this link. Play this this little video. I got I gotta open it up on my phone. And and tell me It's so gross, man. Like I don't know. What the hell? He sold six. He sold six of them. They're six not even F. right right now. That's that's like forty five hundred dollars each. <laughs> like you know, like again, God bless him. Like get that bag. But like, oh my god. <laughs> there, what the fuck? There's dude? different rarity levels of dreadlocks. I I guess. Oh yeah, this the I guess the one I linked, including the first Mystic Dread. Oh shit! Does this all one of them look are going different? to great owners that appreciate the future oh. benefits of this founder token? Oh, he this one has a ring in it, and it's flashy. It looks like a piece of poop. <laughs> Dude, doesn't it? It looks like this disgusting, wriggling gray worm. <laughs> like. Why did they make it like that? Oh my god! I look. I I I don't like to tear people down. I think that a lot of my humor comes from a place that could be considered bullying traditionally, uh, because uh -huh. I think it's really easy to make jokes at other people's expense, and I'm trying to get better at this. Um, I'm trying to run through in my head what is cool about this, and I'm coming up short. Um. It's Listen, I'm going to make fun of Ziori for it because, one, he's my friend, but two, he's also made over $24,000 selling this. Like, I feel like when you make that much money, you can take a little shit for it, you know? <laughs> I mean, he's going to have any value in two years' time? I don't know. I, it's I mean, it's entirely dependent on Jory's brand, I guess. If if he really blows up and Axie really blows up, then then maybe it does continue to hold value. But, whew. <laughs> I just, I wish the Dreads had a little bit better of a 3D model. That's, oh, dude, that, me too, man. Like, come on. It can't be worth that much money <laughs> and look that bad. Wait. Why does it look like a worm? I. Why does it look like a parasite? I don't. It's lodged in, in, in your intestine. Oh. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. The first thing that I just did is I just I messaged tsunami and I said, "Do you know about this?" Also, why haven't you told me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I I I can't recover from that. I don't, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't know how to recover from that. Um, That's fine. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll swerve into the big topic uh, that I want to get into anyway for uh, this podcast. It's not Dota related at all. It's CSGO related. Uh, we talked about the major happening, and um, I'm not good enough at CSGO. I only watch the game. I've never played the game. I uh, enjoy watching it quite a bit. Um, but my, my opinions on the major and that sort of thing uh, don't matter. Uh, what my, my opinion may have some relevance uh, is, is the CSGO major talent drama. <laughs> so I've been linking you this. I don't know how much you've been following, but I've just been dumping links on you so I can uh, go ahead and uh, reference them for the podcast. So I, I I've been mildly following in the sense that I bo- I find it interesting from a production like a broadcast like a talent standpoint and then like compound that with just the general like tech issues the PGL major had which I know we touched on that but there's a specific thing that we're referencing here which is um talent being outspoken about their position in an event during an event. And, and, and a position being yes. like like what their broadcast role is, be it like an analyst or like a grand finals caster or like what they're slotted in to do their job during the broadcast. So, so that, that's kind of the easiest way to tee it up, right? But what are, what, what are like the specifics that, that people found to be a little bit interesting here? Okay, so the CSGO major, this is the first major um, that has happened in two years. It was also the first esports event, or at least really big one, that had an audience, right? Uh, Worlds didn't have one. TI didn't have one. CSGO major did, which, side note, was wild to watch because there's just fans clustering together. Nobody's wearing a mask. It was uh, a sight to behold. But that aside... Uh, so there was a lot of hype for this event. Plus, it's CSGO, as I was talking about before. The general appeal, it's easy to pick up. A lot of esports um, f- fans and talent and players, like most of them uh, are aware of CSGO and I think watch some CSGO. I think, again, that's why I say it has like this broader appeal. And um, this, this major, um, PGL hired... Um, they didn't hire uh, all of the talent that had been working for the last two years over this COVID. Um, one particularly uh, a favorite duo of mine that was missing was Hugo and Harry. Um, I think that uh, Hugo especially, um, I think, is just a, a great caster. And um, Harry is like a, a really nice color commentator. I can't speak to his analysis because I don't know enough about CSGO. Um, but they, they form a really nice pairing. Um, and I think they're one of the, the better pairings in CSGO right now. Um, they didn't hire a lot of those people who are grinding out all these online matches. Um, they hired um, basically the, the kind of old guard um, that I would... They, they hired the legendary casters, um, the legendary casting duo. So um, it would be Anderson Semler. Um, right now, the, the recent really hyped duo right now is Machine and P- Sponge, which you guys should know Machine at least from TI8. Um, where he did like losers interviews and hosting and stuff like that. Um, there is uh, Sadikist and Moses. So Sadikist has been kind of coming back, and DDK and Bardolph. Um, and DDK, who's been on the Valorant side of things, recently came back to CSGO. Bardolph has stayed in CSGO. Mm-hmm. So the uh, that was their four commentating duos. Um, and group stage goes around. That happens. Messy production, but that, that happens. Playoff starts. And in CSGO, um, it is single elimination for playoffs. So with an 18 playoffs, that means there are four quarterfinals, as is the name, quarter, uh, two semifinals, and a grand final. You just final. blew there someone's no... mind. <laughs> at, at least one person just went, holy shit. Uh, so... <laughs> That's why they call them quarterfinals. It's one of four. <laughs> there, there is no double elimination, so there is no lower bracket final or anything like that, um, which leaves limited space um, for the the matches and who gets what, 
right? Um, with double elimination, there, there's a lot of work going on in playoffs for talent. Um, and a, everybody usually gets a pretty hype match. I mean, if you just think about it, the, the top three matches, upper bracket final, grand final, and lower bracket final, those are all like really hype matches um, to get. So that means like three duos get something really cool. And the quarterfinals happen. And before uh, DDK and Bartolf, who do the last series of the night of the quarterfinals, I believe, um, Bartolf puts out a tweet, um, quote tweeting a, a random fan, the, this random fan basically saying, uh, oh, I really hope Bartolf, you know, does this signature line uh, in the arena and stuff. And Bartolf says, not going to happen. We got fucked out of doing any semi at this event by some of our colleagues, as you will see. One out of seven games, and we are done with three duos here. The old boy clubs club wins. Fuck what the people want to see. Have a nice day. <laughs> Little bit extra context to this. Uh, three duos. There was four duos. Sadikist uh, did... I mean, th th I think this is... Pretty crazy, a uh, little irresponsible. Um, but he did not renew his passport um, before he went. And so during the time that he was there between Romania and then they eventually traveled to Sweden for the playoffs, um, he was in that six-month territory where it was six months until his passport runs out. Um, and so he actually got denied going to Sweden and had to go back to Canada to renew his passport. So... Four duos. I have to renew three. my passport. Hold on, I'm going to take a note of this real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, do do that before you do any international travel. If it's like anywhere close to being six months out, don't take that risk, man. Uh, thank you, thank you. Just, just made a note. Okay, sorry. Go on. So, so the, we're down to three duos because someone didn't do their do their paperwork properly. Yes, three duos and Moses. Moses doesn't have his casting partner. Bartolf puts out this tweet. They do the quarterfinals. They ramp up the quarterfinals. Bartolf does the throw at the end of the quarterfinals. Back to Richard Lewis and the old boys club. Uh, I don't think this is a reference to pe the people specifically on the panel. I think people were a little bit missing the point there. He's just generally making an old boys club uh, joke reference, whatever you want to call it. Uh, which on the broadcast, I would say is pretty unprofessional. No matter what your personal feelings are, um, I would say that that already is going. If you want to put tweet out on social media, like I, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, like, you know, I, I specifically didn't tweet out anything about me having COVID during TI and stuff like that because I didn't want to put a shadow on, on, on the event in any way. Um, but like, you know, social media is just different. From, from the broadcast itself. To do it on the broadcast, I think, is unprofessional. If you're doing either version of that, at least me and my producer brain is, is flagging you as a potential problem. Like, regardless of your mm. opinions being right or wrong, you have to play the politics. And the politics are to not mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. So, um, that happens. Obviously, uh, a lot of, you know... Reddit threads are made about it. There's there's all this interest because all of a sudden there's fresh drama in the air. Uh, and I'm one of those people. I'm like, ooh, what is this? <laughs> Talent drama. Very interesting. And um, there are a couple of tweets to follow it up. I think uh, Pansy put it on a tweet. It's crazy to think that people actually thought all talent were best pals and everything was all fair game and skill-based choices. Guess people really are naive. Uh, which, uh, you know, I thought was interesting because, like, that's how I viewed the Dota talent scene, you know? Like, <laughs> I think we're all pretty good friends, uh, and we, we all get along. I think uh, we're pretty gracious to each other. I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, real competitive uh, harshness. I, I mean, between me and Owen, I, I think we, we don't care too much about whether or not we get grand finals. I'm okay with Owen just being, you know, like the de facto number one play-by-play. -play. I try and compete with him, but if he gets grand finals, I don't, it doesn't bother me. The one, one thing that I see frequently said is that you get, you, if you don't, don't work, you don't get paid, that should not be true. I can't guarantee that it's not true, but that should not be true because most of the time these schedules are made 
the day uh, the day before, yeah. maybe a couple days before. They hire you for the full event, and you quote them for the full event. If you don't end up working the final day or the final two days, well, too bad. Uh, you you have me here. Or, you can make me do something, but uh, I'm getting paid. Or that's a really bad negotiation. I'm sure that that's, that's probably not a blanket statement for everybody, but like almost always that should be the case. Some people might yes. not negotiate. And I would well. say somebody like Bardolph who is uh, works for Face It and is tied into talent negotiation, um, there, I, I would say there's almost no way that, that he would screw himself out of money like that. So... Uh, that 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 bit of uh, anger is is not about. Uh, I think it's not about not getting paid. Um, I think this is entirely uh, disappointment and and pride and things that I totally understand because every talent goes through these things. Um, would you get cut out of event an event that you feel like you should have been invited? Like uh, you know, Ti Seven. I always go back to that. You know, they hired me for group stage and they didn't hire me for for main stage, and I understood why. But that still did not stop me from being uh, a little bit bitter and and a little bit upset. I tried to keep it out out of like social media and stuff like that. Uh, it makes no sense whatsoever to to like actively be antagonistic to. And it, the the tournament organizer, who in that case would be Valve, um, it, it's pointless. You're doing it for your own ego and pride and your own, your wounded ego, really, is what it is. And you want the general fans to console you and to be outraged for you. Um, Which it, does it feel good, good but in the moment. It, yeah. does, it feels it great. Feels, it yeah. feels great. It helps a lot. But it's bad career move, you know? I, I wonder, uh, like, if, if you try an armchair psychology and take a level back, like, is is this someone who has who is like a like like a bit irrational and has like an ounce of a short fuse? Because this is like a ah, I've I've been upset for ten minutes. Let's take to Twitter and set the world on fire. Or is this like you know a boiling uh, over? Or is well, this a, he a tweeted it before. He tweeted it before the quarterfinals, and then he did the old boys club. Uh, line after they had finished the quarterfinals to go back to the the, the desk. Um, he he put out more tweets about it uh, after that fact. I think this is not a short fuse. I think this is a long-standing uh, rivalry and um, competition between the CSGO talent um, and and I've heard this before that that it, they are not super friendly and stuff like that, like um, the Dota side is. So... Yeah, because yeah, that that, I, I that think, would mean you would have to be friendly with Richard Lewis, and if you're friendly with Richard Lewis, you're probably an idiot. So, uh, well, I I will talk about Richard Lewis in in a, in a second here because I actually think he had the the best take of of anybody uh, in this situation. Uh, I think did uh, Scoot suffer? <laughs> <laughs> Sir Scoots responded to um to to Bardolph, and he said, "Anytime talent feel entitled to something." Um, they should put it in their contract in advance. If you feel like you should do a semi or a final, uh, have them put it in writing or don't book the event. Otherwise, you do what the matches they tell you, not the ones you want. <clears throat> and I think that's a relatively good take. I think putting um, semis or finals into contracts is a little bit difficult. I only know of one commentator in Dota um, who did that, and that was Toby. Uh, I think he... Uh, at least once or twice had it negotiated where he was going to do the final. I don't know of anybody else who's done something like that. Um, generally speaking, um, I, I think, yeah, if you feel that strongly about it, I think it's something you can negotiate into your contract, but and I then think you it's, should it's sometimes it. a little yeah. difficult. Yeah. And then you should not let your coworkers find out because, boy, what a way <laughs> to be flagged as an egotistical maniac. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a good look. Um and yeah, it just it just is what it is. You know what's funny is that like in in in, in Dota, um, I I I won't speak for Owen, but I do think he is uh, almost tired of doing finals. Um, you know, there there is something uh, overexposure is a thing, right? And if you keep on doing, if you keep on being seen over and over again, and you keep on doing like the the biggest matches, like people may get tired of you at some point in time. They want to change. So um, it, it's funny how that works. Because like I remember several <laughs> several uh, 
Owen Fogg versus Cat Blitz, where we're like, no, 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 you guys are the best cast. You guys should take the finals. You know, we would, we would have that conversation uh, when, whenever the tournament organizer doesn't actually do the schedule themselves, which <laughs> I think is funny. So, so what was Richard's take on the situation? Um, well, I'll, I'll continue the story. So the the semifinals day shows up and everybody's like wondering like what exactly is the casting duo what like ddt ddk and bardolf don't get it who's going to be doing the semifinals and it turns out uh first semifinal anders and semler okay legendary duo great throwback um the csgo community um the the subreddit which is obviously the most elitist, like the the people who are really in the know and really passionate about CSGO. Um, they they have been flaming Semler um, quite a bit, and it actually becomes pretty interesting at some point in time. The they, They've been really harsh with Semler. They see Anders and Semler, and some of them are okay with it, some of them are not, whatever. They take some pot shots at Semler. And then second semifinal shows up. Oh, this looks egregious. Semler and Moses is the duo. Semler just did both the semifinals, and DDK and Bardolf don't get one at all? What the hell? That is a bad fucking look, right? And so the subreddit just explodes. People are are angry. They're like, what the hell? People are calling like Semler all kinds of shit. They are throwing shit and smearing it all over a, a printed picture of him on the wall. They are doing everything they can to tear down this guy. What for 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 context, what did he do to get flamed in the first place? Like is it just poor performance well, or is it like lack of being around or like like what makes people mad? Cuz I'm assuming a lot of people are listening don't know. Okay. There's game loyalty. So Semler at some point in time retired from CSGO and went to Overwatch League. Um, and then at some point in time, he dropped Overwatch League and came back to CSGO. Two, he's oftentimes looked at as the play-by-play caster with the least knowledge. Um, so kind of similar to like what people viewed uh, Toby as, right? It was just like, oh, great play-by-play caster, but like the the Dota elitists would always raz on him. Oh, you don't know shit about the game, shit like that, right? Uh, I think Simler is in a very similar position where I think he's viewed as the play-by-play caster that has the least knowledge, and he has been uh, absent a bit, right? Like mm-hmm. he hasn't been grinding all these online matches uh, as much as the others have. So there, there's just a combination of factors here that make people go, this guy doesn't have it anymore. Even though I think the the second semifinal that he did, he actually did great play-by-play. Um, I, I think that his play-by-play was really on point. He did a great job from uh, a, a fellow play-by-play caster. I thought he was excellent. So um, that's just my own personal take on that. But so yeah, subreddit so, blows the okay. blows up, and there is just all oh, geez, it was so mean, Joey. It was so mean. <laughs> Would you have described it as poorly moderated? Um, it's a very maybe, subjective question. Okay, okay, let's put it this way. I've seen the same stuff go on the Dota 2 subreddit. Maybe even very recently with Moxie. People being really, really mean. Uh, being really, really mean doesn't get you banned, you know? sometimes you have to be like sexist and racist or some shit right i'm presuming that's general moderation guidelines right there's there's a line okay there's a line but so uh grand finals happen it's machine and sponge um which is the duo that seems like everybody prefers right now they're the the elite duo that is also really knowledgeable uh of the game they're really on top of things have been casting recent stuff uh people are happy about that after the event anders puts out a tweet uh he put out two tweets one apologizing for his performance at the semifinals which again i thought he did a great job uh he he did a really good job um for the one semifinal that he casted uh but he apologized for poor performance because he wasn't feeling so hot and then another tweet later after the event where he uh actually tells people hey you guys should know Semler actually stood in for me uh for the the other semifinal it was supposed to be Anders and Moses 
not similar in Moses, but because Anders felt uh, the implication he puts out there because he felt so bad about the Bardolf situation, he wasn't really like feeling himself. Um, Semler stood in for him. And <laughs> all of a sudden, all of these people who had just been hating on Semler the entire time <laughs> have pie on their face. They, they, because they've just been giving this guy so much shit and being so mean and insulting. And it wasn't the guy's fault, per se. Like, it, it, Bardolph insinuates there's backroom politics that went into the semifinals decision. Um, but... But similar specifically for this decision, people had been making him out to be an egomaniacal mastermind behind the scene who used his political power to get himself to semifinals. And he actually was just standing in for his friend who didn't feel good. He was just being a team player. He was just being a team player. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. What a... What 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 a bummer that that something like this really like overshadows sentiment of of like you know what is otherwise an exciting event. There was like really good Counter Strike being played. People are excited about Navi. It was the first major yeah. with a crowd in two years, and people are talking about mm-hmm. like you know backstage drama. Which like I get it that like big picture maybe it's more interesting because you know your 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 favorite celebrities are fighting with each other. How interesting drama, but like. Mm. I'm sure. I'm think, sure PGL's not happy. Valve's not happy. Pro- probably not. But like, do you do you actually think it actually detracts from the broadcast? Oh no, it adds to it. How much yeah, more exciting? Does, right, it adds more drama and excitement. Like I, I was certainly more tuned in to the broadcast because there, I knew there was some talent drama going in. I wanted to know who was doing the semifinals. You know. So it is interesting, the fact that, you know, I talked about the fact I wouldn't want to detract from the event and all, but it did add to the event. Sure, like, it, it looked, it makes the, the entire, uh, it makes the, the entire talent situation look at the a, cost a of bit, what? like, immature. You know? Yeah, yeah, it does come at a cost, but it did, it definitely created some intrigue and uh, a little bit more spice and hype to it. <clears throat> I don't know, I... I mean, we did spend time talking about it and not just like on the podcast, right? Like we were conversing about it over the week that was happening. So yeah, it probably was <laughs> net good for CSGO impressions, net bad for <laughs> yeah. the mental health of everybody involved. And surely yeah. we'll have knock on effects for hiring and interpersonal relationships and basically any land moving forward like you know this might be Uh the last that we hear about this kerfuffle but what you know is happening right now is there's whatsapp conversations of people being upset about each other there's tournament organizers who don't want to work with people there's valve who probably has an opinion on this stuff you know so uh, any workplace has politics yep any workplace has politics, and you really, you really gotta be keen to to what's good for your future success. Yeah. So, um, I'll I'll give my take on this situation. I do think it was kind of messed up. Um, Sadikus and Moses. It looks like from the outside that they were supposed to do the other semifinal. Um, there's four duos. Somebody's gonna get cut. They chose DDK and Bardolf. Uh, I don't think that's that's um, unreasonable whatsoever. I do kind of view the situation where, like, this is the upside of being a part of a duo, um, is that you are, first of all, you're in a casting position. So casting, I think the casting position is almost universally in esports held as the best position, right? Um, you know, unless you've got some some sort of like show that's going on like inside the NBA or something like that, commentator is like the best position to hold. It's the highest prestige. Sometimes it's the most paid, um, depending on the esports scene. Sometimes it's the host that's the most paid. Um, it, it's it's us- it's a good position to hold, right? It's a privileged position to hold. Um, so that is part of the um, good part the upside of having a duo. The other upside is, is that person's strengths is also your strengths, right? You as a brand together, you're, you're two people. So you get twice the many fans, you know, there, there's, um, there's some power there. Um, the downside is, I think, 
to having a duo is that if the other person is not feeling it, the other person gets sick, whatever, um, you are naturally less valuable um, because you have tied yourself to this other person. So you do have to be careful about who you tie yourself with, right? Sometimes your um, casting partner might get COVID during the middle of the biggest event of the year, yeah. and then you're off the broadcast. Yeah, like Kyle was on the receiving end of that. Uh, if you notice, you didn't see a whole lot of Kyle, and I'm pretty sure a big part of that was me getting COVID, right? He no longer has a casting partner. Why would you try and force other casting duos when you specifically had hired other people and they've already shown that they're the prime product and, and stuff like that? So I think there is just a natural uh, a comparison to be made of the TI broadcast and the CSGO broadcast where PGL and apparently talent uh, made this decision where they would put Moses with, granted, somebody who he's casted with for a long, long time, um, Anders, and that they were going to basically have double Anders broadcast instead of DDK and Bartle. I personally think that's the incorrect decision. Um, it sucks that Moses gets cut out in that regard. Um, there's a lot of suggestions. Oh, maybe they could have done a TriCast, Andre Semler, Moses. That's a classic. They've done finals and stuff like that before. Um, and I, th I think there were potential solutions to be made, but maybe it wasn't possible. But I just think that, that that's just the way it is. If you're part of a duo, you, you, you sorry, you're shit out of luck. Like you missed out on your semifinal, DDK and Bardolph are going to play. That's what I would have done as a tournament organizer, because I know I have this polished product that is that that was going was not going to get a semifinal slot. And I'm going to put them into that that spot now that uh, we're missing one of the duos um, that I still think that that situation is a little suspect, even though it ends with like Bardolph looking a bit foolish and like Semler being redeemed and stuff like that. I personally don't agree with the decision. If I'm fantasy booking this situation, uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing Bardolph DDK one semifinal, Machine the other semifinal, and a Tricast Grand Final. Uh, okay, you could do that, but I would. I know that like general CSGO sentiment would be against that. The subreddit sentiment would be way more for Machine and Sponge. They're they're like very highly regarded right now. They're they're in their like really hype. Uh, you know, every duo gets their cycle of like, and they're in their peak right now because uh, they've done their dues for online casting. They're great casters. Machine is is a wonderful play by play. He's just talented all around. Machine's just um, talented. He's worked yeah. in a high position in ba Machine's one of the very few people who've worked in a high position in like, you know, Dota, League, Counter-Strike. Not many people yeah. can say that. He can. Yeah. 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 He he's just he's got it all. So, um so I, you know, I would say try and cast for semifinal, but either way, um Either way, I just don't really agree with that decision. I do I do think DDK and Bartolf have uh, some ground to stand on um, to be a bit mad. Uh, there, there, funny enough, was a picture put out of all the talent post-event all hanging out together. Uh, they posed for a picture. Bartolf was missing from that picture. DDK was there, but <laughs> Bartolf was the only talent missing. Well, DDK has to go picture. to that event to be like, Hey guys, Bardoff, real like fuck that guy. I'm a writer, like, whew. like, like he. I'm so sorry about him. Hey, like I I know that we're like partners, and I like I can't mm -hmm. apologize for him, but like I understand. Like, please don't hate me. Like, I'm I'm sure that there was a non-zero amount of that happening for good reason because he, someone has to say sorry. <laughs> and he's also less invested, right? Uh, Bardolf is. I know he's doing some like Apex Legends stuff, but he seems to be still committed to CS:GO. Whereas DDK um, has probably a very promising future um, as one of the top Valorant commentators. So, and, you know, there's also the fact that he probably just cares less, a lot less, because um, he he's already moved on in in many ways. So, yeah. Um, Richard Lewis. Uh, put out a tweet, which I was personally expecting, uh, and I'm still expecting that they're going to do uh, their podcast to them, Lewis and, and Thorne, and they're going to throw some some shade around. And it's going to be real spicy. Um, but he Brain put out a tweet. across the galaxy will be lost to anyone listening. But I mean, go on. <laughs> Man, you really hate them, don't you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't hate them. I think that there's like you a... just take the the opportunity to throw a shot every single time their name comes up. Thorne's not awesome. 
<laughs> anyway, Richard Lewis put out a, a, a tweet that I actually wholeheartedly agree with, and I was uh, a little bit surprised. But um, he said, didn't tweet during the event, as the cardinal sin is to let bullshit spill into the broadcast, something that lasts forever and must always be treated as if it were sacred. This was a very challenging event for everyone involved. We'll doubtlessly talk about that later. Um, turns out that four people were having some personal issues, one of which was pretty public. James Bank, the interviewer, um, had his... I'm still mom. not sure. No, it's it was either his ex-wife, wife, or girlfriend. Um, she passed away. Um, so that was... Uh, condolences to him, man. I, that's such, I don't know, that, that is such a crazy, um, crazy thing to happen that young. And uh, like, he's got a young kid and everything. So um, he actually stopped midway through the event, went to the funeral and staying, still came back in time for the finals. Um, so he, he, uh, he kept working as much as he could, which, um, Think takes takes a lot takes a lot of mental fortitude to to be able to pull off something like that. Um, so at least one of those accounts was was pretty public, and apparently there was another three other people having some personal issues. Um, but yeah, they um, that that uh, he goes on to say. Personally, I think everyone crushed the event, especially the debutants. There was uh, two new people, I believe, two uh, new people who had never done a major before on on the panel. Um, he gives them some some love, and yeah, um, and and so that's the tweet that, I, that like I really agree with is is the fact that I do think it's a bit of a cardinal sin to let um, your own personal drama and stuff into the broadcast. I remember uh, one of the only times that Blitz and I have ever had a fight. We got into a fight right before we went live at MLG. I think it was like the first MLG, MLG Columbus. Um, and no, it was actually the third one where there was like Smash Brothers and, and all kinds of things there. And we got into a, a fight right before the broadcast um, and we still managed to do a great cast, I think. I don't think there was any, um, there was tension, but I don't think you could tell on the cast, you know? We put aside our bullshit. And no cap. Of course, Desolator procs in the first hit, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I fully agree that, uh, I, I think that is, uh, something that you should not do. When but I'm also someone who values professionalism, yeah. so. When you're an entertainer, there's a t like when you're an entertainer because it's ultimately what casters are like. You're like you're you're there to like be the the, the person. You're the voice. You're on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, the, 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 there there's a level of like needing to pull away the personal because you're there for the product. And yes, yeah. people are there for you. People are there because they like Cap. They like Blitz. They like Anders, right? Like, there, you have fans that are coming. But ultimately, like, you're there for the tournament and the players and the show. And you need to be able to separate, like, your personal bullshit. Which means that I also agree with that Richard Lewis tweet. So I mean I guess, you know, they do come around every now and then. But like but like you know like 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 I I totally agree that like, you know, mm. you know if if there's stuff going real south personally, if if you get COVID during event, if if you're having, you know, a, a tragedy, if you're having some drama backstage, like I would have the expectation from like the tournament side or the broadcast side that the professionalism dictates that like you need to do the show the show must go on that, that that's what it comes yeah. down to right like it, it, it it's as simple as that adage of the, the show must go on the the show is bigger than any one person on the broadcast yeah and i think um one one note about this is is i'm sure some people will probably try and pick this apart uh, i think professionalism means that um you do not bring this bullshit into the broadcast in a spiteful way um, if this sort of stuff becomes public and you make a joke of it, not a, not a, a, like a joke of the situation, something that people would generally appreciate and get a laugh at, that is still entertainment. Um, and I think that that is okay. 
Um, but I think this situation was obviously spiteful and it was not uh, there to, to get a laugh out of anybody. Um, it was just there. If you're poking fun at a situation, um, I think that's that's fair game um, because you're like if you do it in a lighthearted way, you're going to get the audience to laugh. And, and I think, again, this is the entertainment industry. So I think part of being professional is making the audience entertained. Um, so I think there's a right way to, to tack, tackle like drama, um, and stuff like that. And there's a wrong way. Um, so yeah, that's the CSGO major drama wrapped up in a pretty bow though. I'm sure there's still going to be some fallout from this. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in the fallout. I, I wish that I knew more CSGO people just so I could like be like, Hey, hey what's going on? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, just say you got, you got you got any download information? I'm just, I'm just curious how's, how's things going? How people? Um, uh, it just reminded me. I'm also very happy with you know working with the other Dota two talent. It, it was just, I, I can't imagine have that kind of animosity. Like I'm I'm somebody who generally I want people to get along, right? I'm the I'm the mediator at heart. You know <laughs> I don't want people to, to I don't want awkward tensions and shit like that. I want people to be happy and getting along together. So. Uh, I, I I would hate that kind of animosity uh, going on. That would be uh, annoying for me. So to bookend and relate it back to the beginning of the episode, Dota, best esport, clearly best esport, e- baby. Like, <laughs> it's not even close to a competition. Um, I have to go to the bathroom, so I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I also have to pee. I We're going to go pee, everybody. You should also go pee because every- you should have been drinking water. Please drink some water. Please go to the bathroom. If you do not go to the bathroom, you know, contact your doctor. And if you don't have a doctor, then, I mean, I guess it's just the reality situation. I, uh, next week, <sighs> next week, I am going to Texas uh, oh. for the eSports Awards. Uh, oh, which is interesting. I I'm getting I'm getting my my COVID booster, and I am going to get on another airplane. And I think I'm going to do the show remotely potentially, uh, from a hotel room. Uh, so so that's something fun to look forward to, and that's all I got. <laughs> okay, I got nothing going on. I'm just gonna be streaming playing Dota. Check that out. Twitch.tv Capcast. Join the Discord. Join the Discord. Discord. We have fun conversations in there. I am somewhat active. Cap is pretty active. And uh, and, and check out the stream. One last shout out. Uh, Subscribe to the Arkosh YouTube. It doesn't have a video, but by the time you're listening to this, it may have a video. Please subscribe to it. If you subscribe to it, it helps us a lot. Um, It's good. There's some funny stuff there. I promise. It's going to be cool. Ooh, ooh. I, I also I, I have another one. I have another one. Um, this this is for the super fans who listened all the way to the literal end because you probably can't turn your podcast off right now. In, in the very near future, the TI ten compendium chests, the ones that you get from like rewards points for predictions, um, are are gonna become giftable and marketable. I have opened. 26 of them on my own accord from fantasy points and from predictions with the with the goal of getting that goddamn luna set that i i like playing luna i like playing luna and i think i think you seriously crowdsourcing your fucking luna set right no, 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 now no 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 yes actually i lied i'm not yes. saying yes i am i i've opened 26 of them and mm-hmm. and my and and i have not opened one i think that i'm like i need like less than 10 more maybe even one if the odds are in my favor if you have leftover ti10 chests for the compendium that you're willing to donate just 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 let me know hit me up on the discord and i you know what i may i'll i'll i don't know venmo you or say thank you or uh draw an ms paint drawing of your mom or whatever you want but i'm looking for more chests maybe they want an art maybe they need a good uh holiday gift for their mother and they would want a commission custom artwork 
You know, got to think Be ahead. Be careful, guys. Joey's just trying to get pictures of your mom's. I'm not doing that, but what I am trying to do... I need a reference. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm trying to do is get that Luna set, and if anybody will help me, I will absolutely shamelessly take the help. That's really it. See you next week. (laughs) 